This week's message, given by Linda Diffley at the Sucker Sunday United Methodist Church, January 29th, 2023. The message is, Salvation in the House, based on Psalm 1, 1-3 and Luke 19, 1-10. Good morning. Will you pray with me, please? Our Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So yesterday was a very special anniversary for me. Was it my wedding anniversary? Was it my birthday? It was five years ago yesterday that I became a grandmother for the first time. It was five years ago yesterday that my daughter, Caitlin, gave birth to a healthy and beautiful little girl that would give me a new start in the world as a grandmother. Ironically, this morning, as I was given this uh, message at the 9 o'clock service, we also shared the joy of Antoinette and Steve becoming grandparents this past week for the first time. So a lot of my message um, about the excitement and the joy and the love, they're, they're living real time this week. So my granddaughter, who's named Aubrey, was a wonderful gift from God that was a reminder to me of how you can get a fresh start at a wonderful new chapter in your life, even later in life. Your mind starts spinning after they're born on how are you gonna love and support them and hopefully guide them correctly in life. And hopefully maybe even guide them better than you did as a mom. It's the next generation of providing that deep, unconditional love that I felt when my own daughter was born that is now alive for my granddaughter. Over the past five years, the number of grandchildren's increased and, but with the birth of each one of them, there's that same deep sense of what my responsibility should be, providing that unconditional love and support. We've all had those occurrences in our life where we want to be the best and we want to do the best, whether it's being a grandparent, a parent, a friend, church family, or even a supportive coworker. We're all pretty good at helping someone that's in obvious need or asks for help. When someone that is ill, whether it's physical or mental illness, we all know as Christians we need to try to find the way to best support that person. You want to give those that have those type of challenges the type of support for the fresh start in finding the options for their challenges. But when it comes to giving a fresh start to somebody that sinned or wronged you personally, for whatever the reason, are we so anxious then to give them that support and basically another chance? If we believe that somebody has done something wrong to us, especially if we think that we didn't deserve it, it makes it even more challenging to give any words or support any actions that improve that relationship. And when someone is close to us, like a child, a spouse, a sibling, might ask us for advice to work on their own situation with wrong situations, are we really able to provide good advice without letting our emotions run wild that influences giving good advice? In today's scripture from Luke, we heard a popular 
and common story about Jesus' ability to make a connection with a person that most people believed was a very huge sinner, which was Zacchaeus, the perceived evil tax collector that nobody liked. Let me try to give you a little bit more insight on what was going on in the Roman Empire during that time and where Zacchaeus played a role that was not typical of today's tax collectors. During that time, the Roman Empire was very restrictive, especially when it came to a common person's wealth and belongings. The added challenge was that the Roman Empire was also very corrupt, and they kept many of the taxes that were collected for themselves as rulers. Over the years as being a tax collector, Zacchaeus had become a very rich man. Think about that in comparison to today. We may not like paying taxes, but the majority of our tax collectors are common individuals working for a local, state, or federal government. They're monitored very carefully to avoid any type of corruptive practices. And the ironic part of this is that if you were wealthy, probably the last career choice you would pick today is being a tax collector. So back to Zacchaeus, he was considered a sinner for collecting taxes and pushing even the poorest person in the community, whether they can afford it or not, to pay their taxes. And chances are very high that he benefited from this activity. Now, the other interesting part of the scripture is the physical description of Zacchaeus. He was so short that he wasn't enabled to really stand with the crowds to see Jesus as he walked through the town. And I'm going to date myself a little bit. So as if, when I grew up 100 years ago, there was this song about Zacchaeus. And I know Audrey probably knows this song with me. Now, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Anybody else besides me? Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I didn't try to sing it, though, so. You should be glad I didn't try to sing So Zacchaeus was very anxious to see the man that he believed was the Son of God and see if he was really as common and ordinary as he had heard. So Zacchaeus probably found it was also safer to go up in that tree and look for Jesus instead of fighting the crowds, knowing that most people despised him and didn't want him to be around. Being so short, he would become a very easy target. As Jesus walked through the crowd, he was able to spot Zacchaeus in the tree and knew immediately who he was. Instead of taking the approach of trying to avoid this man who was thought to be this horrible sinner, Jesus decides to invite himself to dinner at Zacchaeus' house. I am sure that the crowds were not only shocked, but confused. Why was Jesus going to the home of a sinner and having a meal with him? Did he not understand who Zacchaeus was, or was he tempted by this little evil tax collector with wealth? What was the motivation behind what he was doing? The scripture shares that upon inviting him to dinner, Zacchaeus immediately repents his ways and offers to give half of his wealth to the poor, not only today, but also to continue in the future. This immediate response was very surprising, especially as Jesus had not gone to dinner with him yet. 
Jesus was finding a way to give this known sinner a fresh start at his life, repenting the evil things that, had been, that he had been doing to help the poor. We sang a song at the um, nine o'clock service that's a very common song that we sing at COP, and it's called, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, I wanna see you. So a lot of what Zacchaeus was going through was not just the visual of seeing Jesus, but he was opening up his heart and opening up his heart to God's love and to God's mercy. The actions of Jesus created the person that would now change his life for the better and hopefully develop stronger relationships with the people in the community, especially the poor and needy. As noted in the scripture, Jesus felt that there was salvation in the house by the changed behavior of Zacchaeus. Jesus was giving Zacchaeus a fresh start, and Zacchaeus was now becoming a better person as a result. So think about this. Who's the Zacchaeus in your life? And I'm not talking about who's your local tax collector. I'm referring to those personal challenges in our life with those we might avoid or just have absolutely no respect to be around. Your Zacchaeus could be a neighbor that isn't kind to the kids in the neighborhood or he lets his garbage blow all over the place and into your yard. Your Zacchaeus could also be a family member that's created conflict in your family and straining relationships more than just your own. It could also be a caustic coworker who badmouths people and creates a difficult work environment. It could also be someone you don't even know, but what they say and do bothers you. It could be something you're seeing through social media or in the news or you're reading, like a politician that gets a lot more media coverage for doing things that isn't necessarily the best things in life. The examples might be extreme. But the point is we all know some type of Zacchaeus in our life that we need to find a fresh start with. It might be tough to do like Jesus did, invite them to dinner or go to their house for coffee, but there has to be a way to start the process of giving a relationship a fresh start. If it's someone that you aren't even sure how you'd start the conversation with, then start praying and ask God to help you find a way to give that person a fresh start. If, it a per if it's a person you don't really know, it's even more of a reason to pray. Here's another way to look at this challenge. If a coworker or even someone in your church family talks to you about someone that is their Zacchaeus and asks for advice on how to deal with the situation, what advice do you give them? Do you start the advice by suggesting prayer? Or do you start the advice by thinking about all the ways to distract them from the challenge? Advice like, just ignore him or her, or ignore how they act, they're jealous, or you're smarter than them, or you're prettier than them, or whatever it may be. Are you trying to make them feel better, or are you trying to help them be the person that helps create a fresh start for their tough relationship, as Jesus would want us to do? Are you gonna be able to share the story of Zacchaeus who repents his evil ways and begins to support the poor and the disabled? Are you able to share? It can be tough, but there should also be grace and potentially enough grace for others by improving the situation. 
Think about it. How you work through a situation can also have a very positive domino effect for others who might be facing the same challenge with this person, but don't know how to approach them. What we sometimes fail to rec recognize is the time and energy that we lose in our, that we lose in our lives by avoiding someone or a tough situation can be extreme. We end up feeling more stressed because it's a relationship that might be so caustic that it creates fear and anxiety for us being around that person or in that situation. It is a spiraling situation if you don't try to get to the heart of what is needed and it just burns hours of time and possibly even a sleepless night or two. I'm sure that you can all think of family situations that went on for potentially generations where one person didn't talk to another one possibly due to one argument. And years later, if you said, what was that argument, you may not even remember it. There's also cases where families are broken by death or divorce, where the children might ultimately be separated from other family members. Those type of situations can sometimes also continue for years until one person decides to take a new approach to try to eliminate the stress of an unhealthy relationship. It takes the actions of just one person to create a fresh start to improve a bad family situation. We need to have the faith that we're all very, very capable of making a difference by trying to find a way to create an environment for a fresh start. Jesus is truly calling on us to follow his example. If I look today at what I believe everyone here does so well is supporting and loving those among us and in this community that need support. This church family already does the type of things that the repentant Zacchaeus did after he changed his ways. We're very quick to provide donations of food and clothing for those less fortunate than us, with several of our mission partners like Roxbury Social Service, Kumac, and our own thrift shop. In the past three months alone, we have, been very, have received very generous donations if there was any type of request to support a natural disaster or anything horrible that might be going on, not only in the United States, but also in other parts of the world. In the past three months in particular, we've provided a Thanksgiving and Christmas meal along with Christmas presents to 12 families in the Roxbury area. We actually had so many donations come in the last few months to support our holiday giving that we were able to buy $800 of needed gas cards for Roxbury Social Services. And you may ask, why a gas card? Sadly, there are still people in this area that live in their cars. And there's also people that need help just having gas so that they can get to work at a much needed job outside this area. We donated almost 60 coats and heavy sweaters to the homeless through our mission partner, City Relief. Our social justice team collected mittens, hats, and gloves that were donated in the city of Dover, and we've received even more that's going to allow them to make a second run of donations next weekend. 
With a lot of work from our Sunday school classes, we sent 48 bags filled with needed items and toys for children's to a rice and beans mission partner in Costa Rica to a community of, that is probably one of the poorest in that country. We were also able to collect $300 from the sale of the life feeds that I sold in early December that went back to the outreach center in northern Uganda where the jewelry was made. And very recently, we were able to provide a $500 check to Roxbury Social Services Homeless Relief Fund from our Brotherhood Fund. We were also able to provide a $500 check to Homeless Solutions. It's a nonprofit agency that operates the largest homeless shelter in Morris County who's been partnering with our thrift shop. This church's ability to support missions programs is truly amazing and very generous and speaks to the heart and the soul and the compassion that we have here. So by knowing this generous and loving spirit that we all have in this church community, I believe we all have it in us to take on the challenge of finding a Zacchaeus in your life and giving it a fresh start. I know it can be very tough, but I also know we're very capable. Fresh starts don't have to be quick and immediate is the story of Zacchaeus. As the season of Lent begins in less than one month, I'm also thinking about how Jesus went through some of his last days in trials and tribulations in the last week of his life, with even his closest disciples turning their back on him. After Jesus died and was risen from the dead, he could have chosen not to provide forgiveness and grace to those same disciples by appearing to them. But as we know, he didn't do that. He forgave all those who sinned against them and gave them a fresh start at following him. Just as when we sinned, we know we're not perfect in God's eyes. He still loves us unconditionally and forgives us when we repent our sins. Praying and repenting for our sins is really also asking God for that fresh start every time we pray. We absolutely know that God gives us those fresh starts when we ask for forgiveness on something we said or did that we shouldn't have. If we are the hands and feet of Jesus, we need to take up the challenge to provide a fresh start to a challenged relationship. Take the time to pray and work through how you can make that tough relationship better. It may never end up as perfect as other relationships in your life, but I have to believe we're all capable of finding a way to improve that Zacchaeus-type relationship in our lives. And the potential benefit from improving this relationship won't only benefit you, but it will probably also have a benefit on improving the lives of others, seen or unseen by you. That positive domino effect has enormous potential. I want to close by just following up my grandma anniversary and what God has provided me with the gifts of a, of a total of now four grandchildren in my life. God knows I'm far from perfect and I'm going to continue to be human and I'm going to be making mistakes. But he also has given me a chance to be my best self with these four little people in my life and hopefully teach them how to be kind, how to share with others, 
how to know God and pray, and ultimately how to love others. And at some point, God might have to provide me help as my grandchildren might ask me to help them with their Zacchaeus life challenges. The great thing about children today is there's a lot of good stories through books and movies that shares what happens when you're kind. During Christmas, hearing the story about the Christmas Grinch is a perfect example to a child of what can happen when being grumpy turns into a large act of shared kindness. Or better yet, learning about the birth of Jesus Christ. They learn that an innkeeper sharing his barn space with a daddy and a mommy on a donkey allowed for the wonderful birth of our baby Jesus. These stories are great examples that hopefully I can keep sharing on what a fresh start might look like to my grandchildren. I'm so blessed that I've been given this opportunity to work through both the good parts and the tough parts of being a grandparent. So no matter who all of you have in your life, may you always have the opportunity to find those great fresh starts, including tackling the Zacchaeus in your life or one that might stumble along your path in the future. May God bless each of you as you share grace and salvation to those that might need it the most. Amen.